Yebamot, Dapezayim. How Masechet we studied the Rufuah Shilema Shimon Ben Simcha. Edna Rufanado, Betoch Shar Hoda Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Pevav Amud Bet. And we're at the Mishnah, about uh, six lines from the bottom. Mat Nitin. So this Mishnah is going to give us scenarios when uh, a person, a lady, let's say, can eat Tirumah, when she can eat Maaser. It's basically a few things, a few factors over here that um, uh, would allow us to eat Tirumah or not. Married to a Kohen. Marriage is a factor. Uh, having children uh, is also a factor. And sometimes not having children is a factor. So we're going to have to play around with these uh, uh, rules and see exactly what causes and what doesn't. So, Bat Yisrael Shinesit La Kohen, that's the classic case. So, Bat Yisrael that's married to a Kohen, Tochad Betrumah. So, that's a case where marriage does it. You don't even have to have children. Just the marriage itself, the Nisuin, allows her to eat as a result of her husband, who is a Kohen. Met Vela Hemenu Ben. This is a case where we're now they're not married anymore because he died, but they have a son, have a child. Therefore, the Ben is Ma'achil as well. So, that's the second. Uh, ramification, tochal betrumah. Now let's say over here where this lady who was eating tirumah because she had a son of uh, her deceased uh, Kohen's uh, husband and now she got remarried. She remarried. It's all the same lady here. She remarried a Levi. Viniset the Levi. So it says tochal the maaser. Well now she's able to eat maaser. Maaser ishon, not tirumah because now she's considered a a wife of a Levi, a Levi cannot eat Tirumah, and therefore she loses her rights to eat Tirumah, but she now gains a new right to eat Maaser, met, and let's say the Levi died, Vela Hemenu Ben, and she has a son from the uh, second husband, the Levi, Tochal Be Maaser. So therefore the son now that she has from her second husband will allow her to eat Maaser, but she doesn't get grandfathered back into eating from the son that she had from her first husband. She can only eat ma'aser. Now, Niset li Israel. Okay, she's uh, doing the, uh, she, she got the cycle. She's now marrying a Israel. Uh, she's a Katlanit, however, but uh, that's another discussion. Who allowed her to marry the Israel? She already killed two husbands, but that's uh, for another discussion. Niset li Israel, lo tochal, lo betrumah, lo ma'aser. When she gets married to Israel, so Israel is not, you know, is not uh, uh, subject to eating anything. So she just uh, loses her rights for Tirumah, obviously, and she loses her rights to Maaser. Met vela hemenu ben, if uh, he dies, and he has, uh, she left, uh, she has a son from him, from the Israel, lo tochalo betrumah velo bemaaser, because again, this son is the zera of somebody that's a zar to the viim, a zar to kohanim, and therefore, she does not eat anything. Now the Mishnah continues with the next case. Met bena mi Yisrael. Okay, now we're going to go backwards. Now let's say her son from the Yisrael died. So therefore, her connection to the Yisrael is lost. So tochal b'maaser. So now she still has a son from the previous husband, which was the Levi. <coughs> the Levi fed her maaser, so she goes back to eating maaser. Met bena Levi, her son died from Levi, so now she still has a son from the Kohen. And therefore, Tochal betrumah as a result of the Kohen. Met benam Kohen, 
once already her son dies from Kohen, lo tochal lo betruma velo b'maaser. Because again, the beginning of Mishnah told she was about Israel, so therefore she doesn't eat anything. She doesn't eat not truma um, and not maaser. That's the uh, first case of the uh, Mishnah. Uh, actually, I guess we could read some of the she's over here. So let's take it over. Matnitin niset lelevi. Okay, so she just wants to tell us it's all one same lady. She keeps on getting married over and over again. Right, because once she marries a Levi, she becomes a Zara to Tiruma. Because the Levi cannot eat Tiruma. That's it. As long as she has a Zara from the Zar, which is the Levi, she loses her rights to eat uh, teruma, even though she has a son from the Kohen. Right. It says, and then she goes back to her father's, if she was a bad Kohen. In this case over here, she has a zera. She has a zera from Levi, now, even though... Okay, even though you're saying, well, we're not talking about a bad Kohen, we're talking about a bad Israel. That pasuk that says, zera enla is a bad Kohen. So he says... Right, that she can normally eat uh, because of a son, unless she has another son that's from a Zar. And that's this case over here. Right, just like a Bat Kohen who has a Zera from a Zar, does not go back, so to a Bat Israel that has a... Which is a Zad. She doesn't go back. Very nice. Now let's get this. Like if she, had, if she married the Queen last and she had the Queen son last, would she be allowed to eat to the mouth? Yes. The original child. Sounds like she will. Sounds like she will. Not, once she's married already, she goes back into eating. Right. And then she has a she has son, she continues to eat. Even though she has a son prior. Sounds like over here that the, she doesn't go back when she started and she gets ruined. But if she's got... She, ne, she, didn't, yeah, mm-hmm. she didn't eat yet mm-hmm. and she gets, like he said, upgraded. It sounds like. The order is specific. Well, she got upgraded on the way back as they started dying. She right. She goes back to... Uh, she goes back. Right. If the, if, the, if the only one that she has left, even though she had other kids. Bat Kohen Shiniset Li Israel. So now we get this case over here. A Bat Kohen that's married to Israel, even though she eats Tiruma, but when she's single, but when she marries to Israel... She loses her rights. Because again, she's married to a Zar. Met, if the husband died, but and they have a child, so then Because again, this is the Zera uh, that she has from Israel, so she does not go back to her father's house. There we go. She continues to marry a Levi. Because her husband is a Levi. But again, once she marries a Zar to Teruma, even though she has a son from the first Kohen, she does not eat uh, Teruma. Again, she's uh, married to somebody that is not allowed to eat Teruma. Met, and the Levi died. ben, And they have a son together. So she's still uh, eligible to eat Teruma'aser. Because again, she has a Zera from the Levi. Kohen. Now let's say she goes back to marrying a Kohen. So the Mishnah says clearly, Tochal teruma, obviously, because she's an eshet kohen, so she goes back to her status. Met, and now let's say the kohen died. Vela himenu ben, and they have a son. Tochal betruma, she can eat teruma because of that son, which is the zera 
of that uh, Kohen. Which sounds like over here, it's the new Kohen that they have a son. It's not relying on the original son uh, that she had. In this case over here, Ha'isha penuya mi ba'al, v'yeshla ben mekohen u'banim mezarim. She has sons from a Kohen and she has sons from Zarim. Over here, her children from Zarim are not going to posela, and the Resha children from Zarim actually did posela. We go with Bashir Usham, the last kid. Is the uh, <coughs> is the koveya? So the last kid over here, our kid was from Israel in the Resha. Israel, but I don't care what I, about our kids from the Kohanim. But over here, I don't care about she has Zarim. Our last kid is from a Kohen, so therefore she'll be okay. Now let's just finish the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Med Bena Mikohen. Okay, now we're going to go backwards. Let's say her son from the final marriage to the Kohen died, Lot Tochad Betruma, but she can still eat Maase uh, because she still has kids that are alive from the Levi. So we're going backwards now. Met benam Levi, a son from uh, Levi died. Lot tochal b'maaser. She cannot eat maaser as well. Met benam Yisrael. Well, she's a bat kohen. Now she's a bat kohen that has no kids. So chozeret lebet abia. She goes back to her father's house. Well, I'm sure her father wants her back. Vazune emar. After all that she went through, it's an amazing thing. Vazune emar. And that's the famous case of Bat Kohen, Kiti Ye Almana Ugrusha Vezera Ena, Veshava El Bet Abia, Kin Ureha, Melechem Aviha Tochal, Utochel. That's the case where the Bat Kohen, who gets married and then gets divorced or widowed, and she doesn't have any children, so she returns back to her father's house and she eats Lechem Abia. We'll see exactly what Lechem Aviha is. So the Gemara now begins. Met bena melevi, tochal betruma. So we learned the case of a bat Israel that was married uh, to a kohen and had a son, but she becomes uh, permissive, uh, forbidden. Uh, why? Because let's say she married a, a levi, and then we said over here met bena melevi. Let's say the son from the levi died. Now she's just left with a son from the kohen, even though she's not left with a husband from the kohen because he died. But she does have a son from her original husband. That's a coin. So we said that son can be ma'achil her for teruma. So the Gemara comes along and says, the hadra achla mishum bena milan. How do you know that you could have a return? Because she ate because of the son. And then when she married the Levi, that son did not feed her. And then when the Levi died and the son died, now that son will refeed her. So how do we know that a ben from a kohen can refeed uh, the mother, even though she became disqualified at a certain uh, at a certain point, maybe we'll say kevan she ne'esra ne'esra. We're not saying that. We're saying that she goes back to her original status. Well, how do we know that? Amar Rabbi Abba Amar Rav. That's the case of a uh, abat kohen that um, goes back to her uh, father's house after she was married to Azar. Right? Says v'shavad betabiha melechem aviha. So the Gemara's Doresh, now that's a case of a regular Bat Kohen that goes back. We're talking about over here actually a Bat Yisrael that has a, a son from a Kohen. It's a different case than the Pasuk, but since we have an extra letter over here, it says Bat Ubat. That extra Vav over there is going to teach us that 
not only is it a case where a uh, Bat Kohen is going to eat Terumah, where she goes back to her father's house, but a Bat Israel will go back also. Well, how will she go back? She will go back, meaning she was not eating, and she will go back as a result of her original son. So you have two cases of Hazara. You have the case of the Pasuk, which is talking about a regular Bat Kohen that goes back to her father's house. After she, she married Israel, therefore she wasn't eating. He dies, no children, but Hazara. Ubat comes and teaches us that if you have a Bat uh, 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 Israel that married uh, and also became disqualified uh, because she married a Levi, but then the Levi died with the kid, she will go back to because the, of her to the Kohen side, not the father, because she's about Israel. She'll go back to the Kohen side and therefore eat the Rumah because, because of that's, son, because that's of right, because of her son. So that's Bat Ubat. Now, the only one that's really Doresh Vavs is Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, Keman, can Rabbi Akiva, the Darish Vaveh, is only according to Rabbi Akiva, this Hedush. That means I have to say the Mishnah is only going according to Rabbi Akiva. We don't like to do that. We don't, we don't like to make a Mishnah only Aliba, you know, one opinion. The Gemara says, No, Afidu Temara Banan, Kula Ubat, Kera Yetera. The whole Ubat in that Pasuk is extra because the Pasuk right before it is uh, uh, mentions that. Um, so already we know uh, we're talking about a, uh, a bat. So therefore the pasuk just could have just said, that lady that we've been talking about. So therefore the whole word is extra. So therefore we don't have to say it's all according to Biakiva. It's going according to everybody. So again, we learned the law of Hazara of a bat Israel from the law of Hazara of a bat Kohen, just like a bat Kohen goes back, even though she was forbidden for a certain period of time, the bat Yisrael also, even though she was forbidden for a certain period of time, she goes back. Now the question is, when we say that a bat Kohen goes back to her father's house, she goes back to her father's house, what? When she goes back, so it's not a full return. She only goes back to eating tirumah, but she doesn't go back to eating korbanot. Now, when she was re- when she was in her father's house initially, she definitely ate korbanot. The bat kohen eats korbanot. She eats from her father's table, but not a lady that's on the return. On the return, she only eats tirumah. She doesn't get hazev shok, which is the parts of the animal that are given to the kohen from the korban. Amar of Hazda, Amar of Bar Sheda, Me'ekera. Where do we know this from? Because it says. He betrumat kodashim lo tochal. That we learn over there that when she is uh, um, when she married out, so she cannot eat betrumat uh, kodashim. Now, what is basically terumat kodashim? The terumat kodashim is not regular terumat because it was regular terumat. We just say terumat. It calls it terumat kodashim bamuram mina kodashim. The item that is taken out. And lifted from the Kadashim, which is what? Hazev Veshok. And what does the Pasuk say? Lo Tochal, she does not eat it. Now, what in the world is this proof improving? This is talking about a case where she married out. That's why she doesn't need it. We don't need a proof for that. Of course, when she married out, meaning a bad Kohen married a Israel, she does not eat the Kodashim. She doesn't need Tiruma either. We want to know that when she comes back. So, how, how do we learn from this Pasuk anything that. Uh, that we're trying to approve. So we have to make a whole derash over here. If you look at the Rashi, Rashi has a lot of talk in order to help us get through this uh, derasha over here. Again, the question is, the Pasuk over here is talking about when she married a Israel. So that's what the Pasuk says. She does not eat the Muram and the Kodashim. She doesn't eat uh, the Kodashim. Guess what? She doesn't eat the Ruma either. She eats nothing. 
That's not our question over here. Nobody had a doubt that she doesn't eat anything when she marries a Yisrael. The question was, when she comes back, what does she eat? How does this prove anything? So the Rashi will tell us, and we have a memorandum in a Kodashim. Chazeb Ashok. Okay, so first he's just showing how do we know this is talking about Chazeb Ashok? Because if we were just talking about Terumah, uh, it's just going to say Terumah. The fact that it says Terumah uh, Kodashim, so that already is teaching us it's not talking about Terumah, it's talking about Chazeb Ashok. Okay, so that just teaches us the context of the Pasuk, what it's talking about, but it doesn't tell us. Answer our question, yeah. That's the answer. When it says, it's the way the Torah is saying, once she marries out, that's off the table forever. I don't care if she comes back, I don't care what she does, she loses that item. That's the way he's learning the Dinah Shah. Even if she returns. Exactly, period. Oh, so she says, she says, maybe she doesn't eat when she's married to the Bat to, to, to the Israel, which is the Pashut Pshat of the Pasuk. Who told you that Lotochal means forever? Maybe it's Lotochal in the present. Uh, so first of all, this person was not even talking about what you thought it was talking about. You thought it was talking about where she's married to a Yisrael. It's not. It's talking about where she had a bi'ah to somebody that's forbidden to her. And then she loses already her uh, her status of eating over there. Nothing to do with marrying a, uh, a Yisrael, although that's a simple pasuk. So Gemara takes that out of its natural context and learns it like a bear. Nive'ela li'ish zab. Right, they learn it from the implication because it says, and she goes back to her father's house, implying that what that when she's not by her father's house, she doesn't eat. So that's we know we know that we know we know that when she's married to Israel, it's implication that she's forbidden. And this person was talking about what when she was ish zar that she loses her status of <coughs> eating. Right. If, if this pasu was only coming to tell me the deen of the pasu that she loses her status of kehuna, which that Gemara says that in uh, in uh, Perik Almana. Right. Just say What do you tell me? Ah, so we're making halukime. There's another lady that gets to eat teruma, but she's not going to get to eat terumat uh, kodashim. Right, the case, the case of the This lady over doesn't eat anything because she was never allowed to eat but it says terumat kodashim. It's much where there's another lady that eats Tirumah, but will not eat Tirumat Kodashim. And what is that? That's the lady that goes back to her uh, uh, father's house after... Um, oh, no, that's the lady over here that uh, she had a son, and therefore she goes back. Well, well, oh, no, about Gwen, regular about Gwen, regular about Gwen. Regular about Gwen goes back to her father's, to her father's house, but she doesn't eat Kodashim, she just eats uh, Tirumah. When she goes to her son, she does eat Shok. Yes, yes, well, she has a son. No, we're learning, we're learning from this Pasuk again. The Gabe Bat Kohen that goes back, how do we know that she does not eat uh, Kadashim? Because it says Lo Tochal. Lo Tochal is referring to what? 
obviously b'morah mekodashim, and referring to that specific case. Hazev shabat tirumah. Of course, she eats because she goes back to her father's house, but no children. I'm saying we're calling that lady a choseret also. We're yeah. from the same pasuk choseret, sure. a lady that goes right. back. Even 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 though we don't we don't learn the pasuk solely for that, because right. we learn the pasuk in the be'elale pasula, but from the fact that the pasuk said tirumat kodashim, so we're learning over here that this lady is asur. To all things, but there's another lady that's only asur to <laughs> kodashim who also goes back. And what, what's that? What's that case? Or, or, or that was with a pasul and comes back. Mm-hmm. And that's talking about a hey, choseret. Yeah, when she goes back to her son, she eats everything. But that's a different case. We're talking about a case over here, a regular bat kohen that goes back to father's house without children. Bat kohen that married Israel, she doesn't need anything. When she goes back, she doesn't go back to becoming regular bat kohen eats everything. She loses the. Tirumat Kodashim, Muramina Kodashim, which is Hazeh Veshok. Rav Nachman Amar, Rababar Abu, Milechem. Okay, another Dirasha. It says, Milechem Aviha Tochel. Milechem means not all the Lechem, from the Lechem, the certain Lechem that she won't need. Velo, Kol Lechem Prat, Hazeh Veshok. But Kifla, Rami, Barhama, Emma, maybe Milechem is coming to say that she goes back, but she doesn't go back as full status, meaning Prat Lehafarat Nidarim. Maybe it takes her out of. Uh, that the father could be mefer nedarim. Uh, Normally, a na'ara goes back uh, to her father's house after she's an almana. <coughs> the father could be mefer nedarim, like a regular na'ara. And maybe the pasuk is coming to say over here that when a kohen goes back, a bat kohen goes back to her father's house after she married Israel, the father loses the status of hafarat nedarim. Maybe that's means melechem, meaning not all things. Maybe she eats hazev eshok, but the melechem is coming to exclude that she doesn't go back for everything. She goes back. For certain things, but she doesn't go back to the Indian Hafarat. The father will not be allowed to be mefended. Normally in Na'ara, the father is mefed, nedarea. But maybe the Pasuk is saying, once she married the Israel, when she comes back, he doesn't have the right. We know that already. We know that already. How do you know that? From the Tana de Berebi Ishmael. We have a brighter. Veneder almana ugrusha. The neder of a widow or a girusha, yakum aleha, which means it's not, nobody can be meferit. When she makes a neder, she doesn't have a husband, and her father's off the table as well. Therefore, it says, yakum aleha. When she makes a neder, her neder is, is hal. Now, Maita Mudomar, what are we talking about? Vahalo, we are talking about a case, let's say, if you have a lady that was, let's say, uh, married, and then she became, let's say, divorced or widowed, mutsa'a michlal av. Obviously, she's out of the father's jurisdiction. Because once she got married, she left the father's jurisdiction. And she's outside of the husband's jurisdiction. So it's pashut. You don't have to tell me a regular case of a lady that got divorced or widowed. She's no man's land. By her father, she's not. She left already. By her husband, she's not. So of course, her daddy are going to be yakum. That cannot be the case. Although the law is true, but we don't need the pashut to come and state the obvious. So what's the case? Ela. The Hadush cases like this. Let's say his daughter was engaged already. And now the uh, father gives the uh, daughter who is engaged to the messengers of the potential husband <coughs> to marriage. <coughs> now, she didn't get married yet, but he sent her off already. <coughs> She's in the hands of the shalichim. Next step is going to be marriage. Or the father's messengers sent it to the husband's messengers. Again, with the intention now... It's out of the husband. It's out of the father's shoot in that sense. That that's it. He sent the wife to go get married. Only problem is when it armela on it She died 
or got divorced on the derech and they never consummated the marriage. So the question is over here. How do I call this lady over here? Because really she was never married. Bet or Bet How do you call it? Which means I could say maybe it's Bet Abiyah because she was never married, so she goes back to her father's house. Or maybe I could say, no, once he gave her over, even though it never consummated, he gave her over. That's it. You, you, you. Once, it's like, you know, once, once the body leaves to the cemetery, that's it. They start, uh, they start the avidut. He gave her over already. That's it. You're done with her. I, it never consummated. That's, uh, that's another story. So therefore, the Gemara wants to know what is going to be the deen. If, if she was married, then for sure she's out of her father's house. And then if she got divorced, for sure she's out of her husband's house. The question over here is, it's quasi-land. The, she was not married, but the husband, the father gave her over. And then what happened in the interim, let's say the guy died. So the question is, does she go back to her father's house for Nidarim or not? And the Gemara comes along and says, that's what the Pasuk is teaching you. Ela when it says, it means, because he sent her to the Shilichim already. So that's for sure. I don't need the Pasuk to come and tell me that once she's married the Bat Kohen and then her husband dies, that her father lost rights for the Darim. Even before that, even if she just gave her over to the Shilichim, he's going to lose his rights. So, whatever, what must be the Pasuk coming to teach us? The law of. That he, she only goes back to eat some lechem, but not all lechem. And therefore we know that she loses her rights to hazeh v'shok. Rav Safra Amar, mid lechem aviha tochal. Lechem v'lo basar. That's an easy one. Lechem v'lo basar. Bread, terumah. But not basar, not meat. Rav Papa Amar, mid lechem aviha tochal. Lechem akanui le'aviha. Prat lehazeh v'shok. It says from the bread of a father, Tiruma is considered the mamon of the Kohen. Therefore, she can eat from the mamon of a father. It's not the father's, he's getting it from the table of God, from the Mizbeah. That's considered mamon Gavoa. Therefore, it's not considered Lechem Aviha. That's another Dirashan. Ravah gives the final one. Now, who eats Hazeh Veshok? The Kohen and his children with him. It comes to teach us, which means when they are in their father's house, they were never married. Once already, they were not Itach. Once they lost that status, meaning they left because of marriage, they do not uh, come back. Okay, now we get to the next sugya. So that's, 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 that solves that. Um, when she gets married... To a Yisrael, when she returns, she only eats Tirumah, she does not eat Kadashim. And we gave like five or six different proofs for this from the Pesuk. Amar of Ada Barahava Tana. Now we're talking about over here that a lady that goes back um, to eating, uh, let's say, uh, the foods of Kehuna after she was married to a uh, Zan. Kishi Choseret le Bet Avia, Choseret le Tirumah, then Choseret le Chazer Veshok. However, Bishvil bena chozeret af veshok. Okay, that's a big difference now. There's two cases of hazara. One case is hazara, where she's married to a czar, and therefore she wants to go back to her father's house. There we said chazeh veshok is uh, off the table. Or you have a case, like where she's eating as a result of her son. I mean, she's a ba'i Israel. 
but she has a son from a Kohen, and then we said when she marries the Levi, she loses it. Then when the Levi dies, she goes back because of the son that she has from the Kohen. So we said when she goes back, she is going to actually eat Hazer Veshok. So here we have two cases of Hazara. One case, the Hazara does not allow it to eat Hazer Veshok, but for the child, if that's the reason why she's eating, so the child brings her back to her original status, even to eat Hazer Veshok. Coming up. Azal Rav Mordechai, Amran Lishmate Kameh de Rav Asher. So he said this over in front of Rav Asher, and he said, Amar, Mecha Kameh Rabia, Min Ubat, Mi Adifale Mina. We learned earlier that where do we know this din of Hazara by a Ben? We learned it from the Pasuk, Ubat, which is the natural context of that Pasuk. It's talking about a regular Bat Kohen that goes back to a father's house. So if when a bat kohen goes back to her father's house, she doesn't need hazeh b'shok. And the source where we learn hazara because of a ben is learned from that same pasuk. So how can it be different? The chaurat should be the same. Uh, if that is the source, so the chaurat should follow all the rules of the of the source pasuk. And therefore, just like in the source pasuk, when she goes back to her father's house, the bat kohen, she does not eat hazeh b'shok. So therefore, when you go back to eat because of the son that was born to the original Kohen, she should not go back to Hazer Veshok. The assumption is that when you're learning it from it, you're learning it legamre. The Gemara answers no. Hatam ketibi Which means over there, legabe bat Kohen that goes back. We have mi'utim. We just learned the and all those other ones. And But that's not written by Hazara Ben, which means... We thought that when you're making the Hekesh to learn uh, Ubat with that extra word, you're learning it. So no, you're just learning the Zedin of Hazara. But each one has its own laws. The law of Bat Kohen, going back, has one law, which the Torah explicitly excludes them from Hazar Veshok. But the case of the uh, uh, Ben, that she's coming back because of a son, has its own laws, and that law does not exclude Hazar Veshok. Bat Kohen Shinniset the Israel. Okay, let's get these cases. So you have a bat kohen that married a Yisrael, and then the Yisrael died, and she has a son from him. So therefore we said no terumah, and therefore we said that the zera of a zad is me'akev a bat kohen to go back to her status. Again, she's connected to the Yisrael basically from that son. Therefore she cannot go back to her kihuna eating status. Okay, Tanan Urabanan. So we have a Braita. <coughs> the Braita is going to give us some rulings in the laws of Hoseret. Veshava el bet aviha. So the deen is what an almana can go back to her father's house. She's got to be an almana that goes back to her father's house, no strings attached, as opposed to what? Prat le shomeret yabam. Let's say she fell to Yabum, and now she's not coming back to her father's house because she's attached to the Yabam. And therefore, she's not, uh, she cannot go, and her husband was in Israel. So therefore, he died without children. Now she falls to what? To Israel. And therefore, now she didn't marry him yet, but there's a zika. And therefore, she cannot go back to her father's house. That we learned from Veshaba el Betabi. Only when she could return to her father's house with any strings attached. But if there's a string of zikat yibum, she cannot go back to her father's house. Kin ureha, meaning like she was a na'ara. Pratli me'uberet. Na'orah means she's, she's not pregnant. Once it says, if she's pregnant, too late. She will not go back. I mean, she doesn't even have to have the child. Pregnant is enough 
that she's not going back like she was. You know, it's not the way she left. And therefore, we learn over here that a me'uberet does not go back to her father's house to eat uh, teruma. She is a bat kohen. She's a bat kohen. No, bat kohen is married to kohen. It's another story. We're talking about a bat kohen that's married to Israel. That's the case of the Torah. The case of the Torah is talking about a bat kohen that married Israel, and the Israel died, but she was pregnant. That pregnancy alone will stop her from going back to her father's house. That's okay, the, only that only means that she's married to her, her body. That is the case, honey. That is the case. Again, just read the pasuk, honey. Ubat kohen ki tihiyeh almana ugrusha veshava el bet abiha kinoreha. That is the case. The Torah says a bat kohen that marries a zar, she goes back to her father's house only if she is kinoreha, meaning not pregnant. But if she's pregnant, she doesn't go back. And therefore, we learn from over here that a, a, a fetus is enough to osed her from eating uh, terumah or going back to eating terumah. That's the subject. Now we're going to start with big subjects over here. Then the subject is why? Why should that be so? <coughs> the Gabbana says, with the, with the same rules, meaning if that fetus were to die or that kid was born and die. Correct. Ba'asher Husham, Ba'asher Husham, as long as she's pregnant. Even though the kid didn't come out yet, she loses status of Tirumah. Now, we're learning it from Pesukimeh, Ken Urea. The Gemara is going to ask, why do you need to learn it from Pesukim? We could actually make a Kalva Homer. Now, let's get this Kalva Homer. The Kalva Homer is like this, Valodinu. Uma bimkom shelo asa valad menarishon ke valad menasheni lefotra menayibum. By Yibum, we say, let's say she was married to the first guy, first husband, and she had children from her first husband. Okay, very nice. And then uh, what happened? Uh, whatever, they got divorced, or she died, he died. There's no Yibum over there, she had children. And then she married a second husband, and from the second husband, they did not have children. So she forced the Yibum, even though she had children from the first husband. So that's what it means by Yibum. Uh, they did not make the children from the first husband to exempt the sheni, the, the lady from Yibum. She's considered not having children. We don't say she had children from the first one. She's pitura from Yibum. That's the law. Whatever the reason is, but that's the law. And therefore, since they don't have children, even though she has children from the first guy, lo asu vlad rishon lepotra. Uh, so again, However, but they consider that what a lady that's pregnant as if it's born, and therefore what she's pitura from yibum, and that's a case where we don't look at the first kid uh, that is going to affect the second marriage, and still we say ubar exempts her from ze from yibum. But in the case where we do look at the first child uh, from the uh, first uh, husband, as if it's from the second husband, which means that if this Bat Kohen married a Zav and had children over there, and then the guy died, and then she married <coughs> a Zav, and the died without any children. She's asura betruma because the vlad that she had from the from the first one. Odpam, you have a case of a bat kohen that married a zar. Okay, that she's out. 
and she had a child. Okay, so she's definitely out. And what? The husband died, and then she got married to a another czar, and uh, he died, and uh, without any uh, children, uh, and therefore what? She's asurat to eat turuma because of the vlad that she had from the first one. That doesn't go away. We don't say that we forget about the first one. So therefore, in a case where the first kid does not register, but the ubar does by yibum, here where the first kid does register to posel her, so certainly ubar should be posel her from going back to her father's house. Therefore, we should be more strict to say that ubar is going to hold her back from going to her father's house, make the kalva homer. And the Gemara, what, do you, what do you need the pasuk for? And the Gemara says, La, no, nice try, but la, because Yibum is different. Yibum has a stringency, and therefore you can't compare the cases. Mali asa ubar ki denyan Yibum, share asa metim kehayim. That's right, which means by Yibum they have a stringency that they even treat kids that died like they were alive. Which means that let's say she has a, a kid. Right? So she's, she's pastured from Yibum. Now let's say the kid dies. We don't say, oh, not, no, back to Yibum. We don't, we don't rehash the Yibum at that point. Once she had a kid at the time of the death, that's it, she's off. So there, we don't, we're strict that we don't make, so therefore in that case over there, that's why maybe we're not going to, we're going to say that what, we'll be strict to say that an Ubar is like a, uh, a, a child that is born. However, Naaseh Ubar Ki but we're not going to say Because remember we said That once the child dies She goes back to eat So therefore You can't compare the case Which is maybe the reason why we're strict By Yibum To say that Ubar is Because we have another stringency that says That uh, once the kid was alive already She's patur from Yibum So we see we potera. We put her up, the kid was alive even if he died. So then we'll put her even if she's a pregnancy. Uh, pregnancy, no. Mashiach, you have no ra'ayah to, 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 to say that an ubar cannot go back to her father's house, pregnant lady cannot go back to her father's house because over there, Adraba, when the kid dies, she does go back to her father's house. Right. So I would have thought maybe that ubar can't bring her back to her father's house. Just like if the kid died, she, does, she goes back to her father's house. So therefore maybe you cannot compare it. That's why you need the pasuka. To come along and tell us she does not go back to her father's house. Kin u reha. Now the Gemara says, "V'sarich lemichtav meuberi v'sarich lemichtav v'zera en la." Another question here. We have two pesukim over here. Zera en la means what? If she has no children, she uh, she goes back. V'zera en la. But has to tell me also. But meuberet. No, no. But regularly truma. Truma. It says two pesukim. Right? Zera en la. She doesn't have any children. Baruch Abba. She goes back. And then it says, Me'uberet, from the Pasuk, that if she's Me'uberet, she doesn't go back. Now, why couldn't I, why do I need both Pasukim over there? Which is, why can't I Zera and La? She has a Zera. She's pregnant. No, I can't learn pregnant from Zera and La. And I can't learn Me'uberet to come and teach me Zera and La either. I need both Pasukim. Why? Sarikh le Mikhtab Me'uberet to come and Mema'et a Me'uberet to come along and say that a lady that has a zera, it's an implication. Ha yesh la zera. 
She doesn't go back. So basically we're saying two pesukim. She has a zera or she's pregnant. Why couldn't I learn one from the other? They're both telling you that she's pitur, she's not allowed to eat turuma. They cannot learn one from the other. Why? Simple. If it would have said zera enla. Well, I'll tell you why zera enla. And if she has a kid, she doesn't go back. She, she, she left one body, and then she's coming back two bodies. That, that's what she doesn't eat. But a pregnant lady, she's the same one lady. She left this one, and she's coming back as one. Therefore, I might have thought she can eat. That's why I need the pasuk to come and say that she doesn't go back. If the pasuk just would have said I would say, ah, oh, it's more strict. You know why? In the beginning, when she left, she left slim. And now she's coming back full. And therefore, she's a different lady. You left, you, left, you left an empty belly, and now you're coming back with a full belly. That's why she doesn't eat turma, because she is different. Why would she, I think being different would be, have an impact? It's a different lady, it's a bigger lady, right? Her body changed. Her body changed. It's a change of, it's a change of a lady. That, that's not Amina. It's a different lady. It's a different lady. But when she leaves empty, and when she comes back empty, because she gave birth, same lady. She, she looks the same. So therefore, I would have thought maybe she eats. Sarika had to come and tell me she doesn't eat. That's kind of air. Does it have a minute to think that a lady that has a physical change in her body? It's a different lady. Mm-hmm. A different woman. It's not the same. Not the same lady. A pregnant lady is not the same thing as a single lady. She, she, she's not the... She gained 50 pounds. She gained 50 pounds. No, she gained 50 pounds. No. Or, or she put on makeup and she wasn't wearing makeup when she left. Obviously, this is a... a, a it, obviously, it's a change in zera. The zera made the change. We know that the Torah is sensitive that a zera from a zar exempts her from terumah. So the question is, how much of a zera? Zera changed her body. Correct. When I say she was in a costume, uh, comes to we don't say, oh, hey, you left as uh, Queen Esther, you came back as Vashti. That puts Purim. She left on Purim. We're not saying that. We're saying the, the physical change through, zera. through a zera. That's making the... Obviously, uh, but just the way that I explained it, when she goes from a, a bitula to birula, that's also not she, obviously, because then she goes... Yeah, but that's her. not a pregnancy issue. No, but it's also a... No, that's what I'm, I'm talking about physical things. She, she came back with a cast or something. Or she, she did, uh, you know, uh, plastic surgery on her face. I'm not going to say that. It's talking about something of... She changed from pregnancy. Because you see the twice sensitive that pregnancy will change her. The question is, at what, at what level? The question is, well, she, she left a uh, you know, non-pregnant, uh, empty stomach, and she's coming back, uh, she's coming back full. There's a different woman. So she, 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 she's changed. And the other one came back uh, at least uh, the same. The pregnancy didn't change her, uh, her body. At, at least, you know, from the, from, the, from, the, from the leaving and from the return. Anyway, you need both pesukim. Now the Gemara has a couple of simanim over here. <coughs> okay, we're going to go through a host of uh, homes over here. Let's go one step at a time. Okay, let's go. We're, we're going to challenge now every fact that we've said <laughs> until this point and say, whatever you just told us, we should say the opposite. Because we have a cover home to say the opposite. The government will say, you're right, but we have a pasuk. That's going to be the start of the next Gemara. Whatever we said above 
should not be the case because of a kavahomer. But you know what? The first challenge over here is, <coughs> is that we said we should not treat metim like hayim in yibum, which means uh, we said above that if a lady dies, I take that back, if a man dies, and she leaves, he leaves his wife with a child. So we said over there, exempt from yibum. Now let's say the child dies. Doesn't matter. Exempt from yibum. Which means what? Uh, the metim is like Chaim. Even though the kid died, we treat him as if he is alive. You were saying, why? We should not treat the dead child, which means she should be now subject to Yaboom again. Right now she has no children, and therefore... No, let's go slow. She didn't get remarried in the interim yet. She's, she, 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 she might have, and that's what Gimbalah is going to answer, but if, if she had a child when, she was, uh, when her husband died, we said she's exempt from Yibum. Now the child died. We want to reinstate her now to Yibum. The Gimbalah says, we don't reinstate her. The Gimbalah says, why not? Why should we? Yeah, I'll make a cover homer. Mikal, the homer. Uma bimkom sha'asa balad menarishon kivlad menasheni leposla menatiruma. Which means, if let's say a bat kohen married a zav, right? And she had a uh, child. And then what? She married another zav and he died. That child from the first marriage is going to osir her from going back. So we, we, we're strict over there. We take the first uh, 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 son from the first marriage and we are osir. And still, lo asam metim kehayim. But we didn't make metim kehayim. Which means... If the uh, child uh, dies, so she goes back, right? If the child dies by the Bat Kohen, the child of the Zav dies, she goes back. Lo asum metim kehayim. Oh, makom shelo asav v'lad menarishon kevlad menasheni. In the case of Yibum, that we don't consider the v'lad of the rishon to ex- the first husband to exempt her from Yibum to the second husband. The potram Yibum. So if she hayav in Yibum and the first child is not going to effect so certainly we should not consider metim by by yibum to be considered like hayim and therefore what if metim is al she should be subject to yibum again the Gabbara is making a kavahomen in the case of teruma in the case of teruma we factor in the first child the first child is considered uh, enough to posel her and uh, over there, uh, we're not, uh, we don't treat a metim kehayim, which means when the, when the kid dies, that's it, she goes back. That means the metim is metim. Mm-hmm. So over here, where we do the gabay yibum, where we don't factor in the kids, we don't care about the first kid, and therefore we don't care about the mission, mehayeva to make yibum again from the second husband. She has to make yibum. We don't consider the first child factored in, and therefore we should also say what? That means we're strict. We're saying that she has to make yibum. So if she has to make you boom, so certainly she has to make you boom again if the kid dies. Uh, and what if in the case where we're lenient, but we're not lenient, metim and hayim. So in the case where we're strict, so certainly we should be strict to say what? That once the kid dies by your boom, you're back in the game. And the Gemara says, you're right. You know something? You're right. Talmud Lomar, shalom. Like we learned in today's Hinuch. That's why it's a pleasant. What's going to happen now? The lady, uh, husband died, and she has a, a child. 
Okay, they do. She goes to the rabbi. The rabbi is telling you exempt from Yibum. She gets married, and all of a sudden the kid dies. Now what are they going to tell her? Uh, well, you got to leave this guy now and go uh, make Yibum. <coughs> it's not. Uh, <coughs> it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. You're causing the lady now to be uh, to to ruin a marriage now that she's going to go uh, uh, because she has to go back to make Yibum because the kid died. No, even that, even that, even that, even that, even that Quinn. You're married. I gotta go make halitzah to a strange man. You're married to a lady. No, okay, I gotta, I'm going. I'm gonna make halitzah to, 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 to Shimon. Who's Shimon? He's my halitzah. You're married to me. The whole thing is a, is a mess. We wouldn't put a lady through that. Uh, it'll be a strain on the marriage. So therefore, you're right. If you want to make kavahomes, you got a good kavahom in it to say. That she should be subject to Yibu. But the Derechad no Derechad Noam is going to. No way, the Torah would have, right, no way the Torah would have allowed such a thing because it's just not a pleasant, pleasant such a situation. It's beautiful. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Now let's go to Tiruma. What did we say by Tiruma? By Tiruma, we said that Metim are not like Hayim. Let's review. Kids alive from the Zar. Does she go back? I'll say it again. Kids alive from the Zab. Does she go back? No. Kid dies, she goes back. So therefore, we're not treating metim like hayim. Right? Metim by metim. So the Gibbana is saying, why not? Now the Gibbana is challenging that. Why not? And therefore, what? Even if the kid died, you had a kid from a Zab. Too late. You can't go back. What's the Kavahomer? We'll go now to Yibum. Again, we're always back and forth to Tiruma and Yibum, comparing the cases. So in the case of the we don't factor in the first kid, uh, and therefore the Gabi Yibum, and therefore even though they had a first kid in the first marriage, she starts to make Yibum in the second marriage. But what? But we do make Metim, like even if the kid died, we are going to, even in the case where we're strict in Yibum, we're lenient in the case where we are strict, that we do factor in the first kid to posela, so we're strict so certainly that we should be strict by metim the hayim and say that even though the kid died, it should already you're right, you know something, you're right, but we have a like you said before, zera and la, and she doesn't have, which means in the second marriage, bottom. I'm sorry, in, in the case of of metim kehayim l'nyan teruma, what does it say? That she goes back to her father. That's when bezera enla, bottom zera enla. The kid died, so therefore we can do. I have a, you have a, you have a beautiful kavahome to learn from yibum that should be the opposite, but we can't go against a gezerat katuf. Now let's go to the next item. Why not? Why not say that if you have a valad from the Rishon, she's exempt from Yibum, even from the second guy who doesn't have children? Let's take the first kid from the first marriage and exempt her from Yibum, even from the second marriage. Why not? We said, we don't say that. So why? I make a kavahomet to exempt her. Kavahomet from where? Terumah. Right, by Tiruma we uh, are lenient. We do not make metim uh, kehayim. That's, that's right, she goes back. So we're lenient, but what? But what? By Tiruma we're strict that we make Vlad Rishon, it will posel her from going back. 
So makom shasametim kehayim lenyan yibum, which means lenyan yibum that we're strict. That what shasametim. I'm sorry. In the case of yibum that we're lenient, that we're saying that the metim are going to be considered like hayim that should be exempt from yibum. So certainly, and therefore exempted from yibum because of the first kid from the first marriage. Exemptor. Yes, of course. The Gabbana is asking, why are you being strict to say that the Yibu has to be done and we don't factor in the first kid from the first marriage? We should say that the first kid should exempt her. The first kid from the first marriage should exempt her. Why? So the Gabbana does again. Uma, in the case of Teruma, that we are uh, lenient. We're lenient in the sense that what? Shelo asam metim kehayim. That we didn't treat metim like hayim and therefore what? The Gabbana Teruma, Lenyan, uh, teruma. That wasn't we didn't make metim kahayim. Exactly. She'll go back. So we're lenient yeah. on that, and still we're strict it that the first kid, if she has a kid from the first uh, husband, it's going to posel as long as the kid alive. So here, where we are strict by yibum, right? Yibum. Makom shasam metim kahayim. A place where we treated metim kehayim to be lenient. That we're lenient metim kehayim, that even though the kid died, we consider him alive to potera from Yibu. So certainly we should be lenient to poter because of the first kid from the first marriage. Again, we should, again, we should poter her from Yibum as a result of the Chanachas from the first marriage. Because we, we see by Yibum over here, we're being more lenient than Tirumah. So if you're being more lenient than Tirumah, because by, by, by Tirumah, let's say it again, by Tirumah, if the kid, uh, if, the, if, if, the kid, if the kid dies, you're right. If the kid dies, she goes back. But still, if she has a kid from the first marriage, we factor it in. Even though we have a leniency by Metim and Hayim, but we have a stringency by, if she has a kid from the first marriage, she doesn't go back. Here by Yibum, that we are uh, 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 lenient, and we say that if the kid dies, she doesn't have to go make Yibum. So certainly we should put her from Yibum, from the kid from the first marriage. The Gebra says, sorry, because that's the Katuf. Tamud Omar, Uben En Lo. By Yibum it says, right, Uben En Lo. To the new husband, not to the old husband. Aye, but the first guy has. We're not talking about the new, the new marriage. It's very simple. Use that the Katuf. Last one, the Botai. It's good stuff. We should be lenient by Tiruma. What did we say? We said by uh, Tiruma uh, that, let's say, you have a bad Kohen, that she was an Almanah, let's say, from two husbands that are Zarim. By Rishon, she had children. The second one, she didn't have children. So we should say that since the latest husband she didn't have children from, even though she had children from the first husband, she should go back. Now we see she doesn't go back because we say that the first the kid from the first husband is going to Posela. Why? Just say the second husband is the one that we're up to now, and she didn't have children from the second husband. So the first kid, the kid from the first marriage, should not Posel. You got to get about this question? Why not? I'll tell you, because I'll make a cover home. I'll make a cover home to be lenient. That's in Yan Yibum. That once the kid dies, already we say, what? Metim uh, are like Chaim. And therefore, even though the kid dies, it's like he's alive, and therefore we are lenient, and therefore there is no Yibum. And still what? Lo And over there, we don't consider the Vlad of the Rishon uh, to the Sheni, to exempt, 
So therefore, makom shelohasa metim kehayim in a place over there leinyan teruma in a place where the Torah did not make metim kehayim, which means what legabe teruma we are. Uh, did, we, we did not make mitim kahayim. That means yeah. we are lenient. That if the kid dies, she goes back. back. So certainly we should factor in the first kid. And therefore say that we should not factor in the first kid. And therefore let her go back and eat to Rumah. You're right. And the Pasuk says, I hate to tell you. Which means, Zera Enla. But she has. And I'll kiss the first one or the second one. She has, she has, bottom line. So if she has, she's going to be pasu from Tehran. Basically, the Gemara challenged every one of those premises using Kavahomes, using all the, 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 the elements that we had. And the Gemara came along and said, although your Kavahomes are sound, but Kavahomes cannot go against a pasu. Kadran, Alach, Yesh, Motarot. And now we move on to the next Perek, which is Ha'isha Rabbah. Perik Asidi. Okay, Rabotai, classic case. Ha'isha shalak ba'alana Medinat Hayam. The husband went to Medinat Hayam. He went over seas. Uba, uva, amrula. They came to her. It's not really they. It's he came to her. We're going to learn the Gemara. One witness came and said, Med ba'alech, your husband died. And what happened? Vinisit. And therefore she went and got married. Murphy's Law. Ve'harkak ba'ala. And all of a sudden the guy showed up. Now she is under the subject of Eshet Ish because she was went with another guy when she was still married to the first guy. Tetze, Mize, Umize. She's got to get both, a get from both. Well, obviously she needs a get from the first husband because she was married. I don't know why she needs a get from the second husband. It only has to be a get with the Rabbanan because she's really not married to the second husband because she needs not to face on Eshet Ish. And I will say it's a get with the Rabbanan. Tetze, Mize, now we're going to discuss all the different benefits that she loses from both uh, both men. Here's the list. V'sericha, get mize umize, like we just said. She has to, the will force her to leave both of them. She cannot say, I'll stay with one. She's forced to leave and she has to give a get or get a get from both of them. She does not get a ketubah from either of them, even though they signed ketubah to her. Velo perot, she does not get the back to this old story. That means even if the husband ate the perot, he doesn't have to compensate her to pay for uh, perot. Velo mizonot, there's no mizonot, he does not have to continue to support her. We can learn even if she, let's say, borrowed money against her mizonot, he doesn't have to pay it back. Velo belot, she doesn't get back her worn out clothes. Velo alze, velo alze, not on the uh, baal and not on the Boy, which is the second husband, so to speak. And if she took any of these items, she has to return the items. Now we understand why it's a mamzer from the second guy, because she was eshet ish. Why is it a mamzer? And then we say she went back to the first husband, let's say. She went back to the first, but she's not allowed to go back to the first husband. But guess what? It's still a husband. So we have to say that this is a mamzer midrabanan. Because again, it's not a mamzer, she's married to the first husband. She's really not, it's not a sukkaret to make a, 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 a mamzer. And we're going to say it's mamzer mizer mizer. Velo ze vaze metamela. That's today's sefer ha'inuch. If let's say uh, he's a kohen, and we just said in parashat emor velayitama, that metameh to the wife, 
uh, but not in this case. In this case, over he's a kohen, he does not metameh. Either one is not metameh. Velo They're not considered married that they get the perk of if the husband finds a uh, um, a lost object of hers that uh, he gets or she or she finds an object. Normally, she has to give it to the husband. Normally, the mitzia of a wife belongs to the husband. Everything. What does it mean? That if if the if the husband was a kohen, and normally we have a leniency that you for your wife. Not in this case over here. Now the normal law is if a lady finds a lost object, she has to give it to her husband. Everything belongs to the husband, but not in this case over here. In this case over here, he is not zochet to mitziata. If in the interim after this happened, she found that hundred dollars on the floor. She doesn't give it to her second husband. She doesn't give it to her first husband. They, no, they didn't get the divorce yet. They didn't divorce yet. Velo be mitziata. Velo be maaseya deha. She goes to work. She gets to keep her money. Velo be afaran nedareya. Normally, the husband has rights to be mefer nedarim to absolve vows. Not in this case over here. He loses his rights, both of them, to make a afaran nedarim. Ita bat Yisrael. If she was a bat Yisrael, nifsela min akehuna. Obviously, because she's a zona. She went with, uh, she was Eshet Ish. She becomes a Halala. Ubat Nevi mina Ma'asir. Okay, that's a Hadush. That if she was a Bat Nevi, she loses her rights to eat Ma'asir. We have to see why. There's no Halala by uh, Ma'asir. By ma'asir. But uh, we're going to see here from the Mishnah at least that she does lose her status. Ubat Kohen mina Tiruma. And if she's a Bat Kohen, she also loses her status from going back to her father's house to eat Tiruma. Ve'en Yurshin Shilzeh. That the inheritors do not get the ketubah either that she has. If she has some properties in the ketubah, the inheritors of both husbands do not get the uh, uh, bequeathment of the ketubah. Now let's say they die. So now if the first husband dies, she's subject to yibum in a Torah, because she's, it's a husband in a Torah. And therefore, if they die without children, she should really have to make yibum. However, the Gemara says over here that we only allow a halitza in such a case. And even from the second husband, if he died without children, she makes halitza to the brothers. Midrabanan, uh, on the second one, of course, because the second one's not even a marriage. So therefore, the halitza is only midrabanan. But the first one, you should even be able to make yibum. But the rabbis took away the yibum and said only halitza. Now we're going to give. So that's the list, by the way. Make a list of all the things that happen as a result of this scenario over here. Now, not everybody agrees with the whole list. Now we're going to give some rabbis that argue with certain uh, pointers on the list. For example, the B'yoseh Omer. She's halala. So anyway, she's getting divorced and she can marry somebody else after. So she should be... No, let's say her husband dies. He came back in our case, right? I'm just saying, let's say the husband dies. So she's almana. Regular. He has to divorce her, but let's say. But let's say, let's say he died before the divorce. So now she's not a gerusha; she's an almana, but she's still a halala because she went with the ishit. She was ishit ish, so she's still pesula, even when there was no divorce. Even where where she's uh, she's an almana, the divorce didn't happen. The biyose omer. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a case like that because we we introduced yibum and halita. The case of Halitza must be that he died. Right. right? So there's a case where he dies over there. So in that case where he dies, she's pisula al kewana mitam zeh. Rabbi Yosef Omer, ketubata al nekseh ba'la harishon. 
Okay, Rabbi Yosef says, no, the first husband has to pick up the ketubah. Rabbi Azar Omer, Harishon zakai b'metziata ma'asiyadeha u'faradidareha. Okay, so he says, no, the first husband actually uh, still has uh, the metziat he keeps. He keeps her work, and he keeps also her nedarim. Rabbi Shimon Omer, bi'ata o halitzata ma'achim shelishon poteret tzarata. He says, actually, she has to make you boom to the first husband's brother. If the first husband dies... They make a yibum, and that will not only make a yibum, but it'll be poter the saral. Let's say there's a there's another uh, 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 co-wife over there that'll poter her from uh, yibum as well. Let's say he has two wives, so therefore her yibum will poter the co-wife. I mean, it's a real yibum. I know I have to say it like this because just said you know, it just gives him such a way. It's such a yibum that'll be poter even the saral. It's a flowery way of saying that she makes yibum, and the yibum is legitimate. But again, to the first. Husband. Okay, the Vlad, which we also thought that the Vlad of the, from the first husband, if she goes back to him, is not a Mamzer because it's actually her husband. He argues on that Mamzer de Rabbanan that the rabbis imposed in the first, uh, in the first groupings. Okay, now let's discuss this. You need Hakdama for this. This case, till now, the Gemara is going to tell us was talking about one witness showed up. By the way, why did she get why did she, why did she get married to another guy? She was relying on something. She's not a marshaat. Uh, she was relying on that one witness came and said med ba'lech, and the law is that we trust one witness to say med ba'lech, and therefore she followed the law and she got married. Of course, the Gemara is going to ask a question. If she followed the law, well, why, 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 why are you throwing the book at her? Asura to this one, asura to that one. She loses all her rights, all that. Because the Gemara says there was only one witness, she has to do some due diligence. That's called daikam ben seba. And then she said she didn't do her due diligence, uh, therefore she's held responsible to a certain degree. But let's say two witnesses came, which is the case that the Mishnah is going to learn now. When two witnesses, now, let me go back. When one witness comes, she has to get a hetir from Betin. Betin has to write her a letter, let's say. Okay, yes, one witness came, and we're allowing you to get married. And still she starts to be daikam ben seba. Even though the Betin writes the letter, that's a, that's a boilerplate letter they write. One witness will write a letter, but go do your due diligence. Masha'en where two witnesses come. When two witnesses come, she doesn't need a hetir for Betin. Two witnesses come and say, Med Balich. That's it. Exactly. You kill the guy for two witnesses. So therefore, you can trust them. She doesn't to, need a Betin. She doesn't need a Betin to be Matir. I think we're going up two witnesses. So therefore, the Mishnah says, V'im niset shelo birshut. Shelo birshut means it's better. She doesn't need reshut. You know, she, shelo birshut sounds like she's a rebel. She, she didn't get permission. She didn't get permission because she doesn't... Using right. She doesn't need permission. It's not required because she has two witnesses... So then the deen is, So then we're more lenient. Uh, what do you want from this lady? She was relying on two witnesses. She's out of Zaj. She can go back to the first husband. husband. If he's not a Kohen. If he's not a Kohen, obviously. But they still need witnesses to come to Betin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you don't, you don't need a special heter of uh, Betin. Witnesses show up, they testify, then that's it. She's relying on two witnesses. So, muteret Niset alpi Betin. But if it was alpi Betin, which means that's a case of one witness, we need the Betin's. Okay, then she has to go out like we said in the Resha. Now, uftura min hakorban, and she is petura from bringing a korban, <coughs> which means when there's one witness, she's petura. Let me explain to you why. Once betin allows an individual to do something, there's no korban hatat in that case. The only time there's a korban hatat is when betin was matiz something to the sibur. Right? When Betty was Matisse, they made a mistake. Then already, exactly, you have to bring a 
a korban hatat. But here, Bittin made a ruling to a individual. So when Bittin makes a ruling to an individual, like this girl over here, oh, go get married, one witness, good luck. She does not bring a hatat. But uh, if, let's say, she was not relying on Bittin, she was relying on the two witnesses, then she will have to be a korban hatat. That's a regular lady that commits okay. a uh, sin. It's not Bittin that's giving her the hetar. It's a regular two witness. I admit you made a sin, therefore you have to bring a hatat. Vilon is set on Bittin. If she did not get married, meaning she had two witnesses. Now here it says tetze. Over here it says, opinion says that we're telling her tetze. Because this opinion holds that she still has to get divorced from her husband for both. Why? Because you still have to be daika, which is a big hadush over here. What do you want from over here? Two witnesses. Yeah, but what did you jump to God? You got married too quickly. You should have waited and still analyzed it. It's a serious case over there. Right, this opinion saying no. This opinion saying over here that Tetze, that she actually has to uh, leave, because this opinion holds she has to be Daika even in such a case, which is really a. Oh, this is all to be Shimon. Yeah, it's over the beginning. First rabbi said, you're good. This rabbi is saying, she's not good. And anyway, it says, Behayevit be Korban. And therefore, she's Hayavit Korban, because Betin didn't give her a Heter. When Betin gives an individual a Heter, you're off the hook. But So it comes out over here because. <laughs> because uh, 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 she didn't get a hetev from Bedin, so therefore she's Hayav Hatat. And when she gets a hetev from Bedin, she's Patur. It's like a reverse uh, logic over there. She, she, the Gemara says, Yefe Kawah Bedin, Shepotra Mena Korban. Right? Bedin has a, a, a power over here in the sense that, not a power, but a, it's, it's, it's better in the sense that when she got a hetev from Bedin, she is off the hook. Why? Because. because because, because we betin that paskas on an individual is not hayav. However, huruha betini naseh. Now let's say the case is betin. After one witness came, they said, "All right, one witness, we're giving you a heter." What did she do? She didn't use the heter of betin. She used she made up her own heter. What was the heter that she did? She went with another guy. Unbelievable. Betin uh, gave her a heter. Now her husband showed up. Without getting married. Now her husband. No, she never. Betin said she can get married. Yeah. But she, 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 no. She, was, she, she went, what's it called? It? She, Betty came along and said, uh, 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 she had one witness, Bet Balik. Bet Balik. And the Betty came along and said, you can go get married. And then what did she do? She got, uh, 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 she was with this, uh, with the, she, she went with this, 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 uh, this, this second guy over here. But she didn't get married to him. She went, she went, Aslam, Zanut. And now what? The first husband shows up. So she cannot say, Well, you told me. But we didn't tell you about Mikhail Kill. It's like saying, She went, and as well, she ate a ham sandwich. We didn't tell you you can become a Goyan. Now you got to give me a tit to marry. We didn't give me a tit to be Kalkil. So therefore, the deed is. Kalkil just means she didn't do Kiddushin. Exactly. Because Betin was not Mati what she did. Understand the point? When when she gets married, and then the guy shows up, since she got a hetif from Bedi, Bedi cannot mehayev somebody a korban chatat, an individual. But here, Bedi not, did not matir uh, uh, what she did. Even though a regular single girl that goes with someone without kiddushin is seen, yeah, but she's married. But she's married. She's married. Right. Then Bedi gave her permission. The guy been married. Yeah, I didn't take off again. The whole thing is right. I gave you a tip to this. Right. You did that on your own. You make a kill. It's still zduchi. Come in, zduchi. She's married lady. So what I says. No, she cannot go. Betin only allowed her to be 
to marry, not to go be mekalkim. Therefore, she cannot go back. And our subject is the gabech korban hatat. No, she will not be allowed. Because she she didn't follow the she didn't follow the bedin. She didn't follow the bedin. She's not going to go back to husband. Going to reward her. She's going to go back to husband. But if she was, but if she was married, she is married. No, stop the case. And she went with another guy without warning, without thing, and she just went with another guy. Asurah le'ma, asurah le'boyan. She's asurah le'boyan. Here, it's not a case of she's a zedona. She got a heter. Witness came and said, "Met ma'alech," and she went to the bed. These rabbis, what do we do? They said, "Listen, according to halakha, one witness is enough. Even a lady, even whatever, they gave her a heter. But they gave her a heter. They said, you know, do your due diligence. And she jumped the gun because the lady doesn't want to be alone. And then, sure enough, the guy showed back up. So now the question is, Hayaf hatat or not? So this betting gave their teddy, patu kurban hatat. But if she committed znut, so she can't go back and say, oh, you told me. What do we tell you? Znut? Okay, let's get to the Gemara. Okay. Mediktani sefa, which is the case we just read. Niset shelo bereshut. What's the case of shelo bereshut? Where you didn't need a heter of betting. What's the case where you don't need a heter of betting? Two witnesses came. Great. Muteret lahzorlo. So then we said she's allowed to go back to the um, husband, to the original husband. Why? Uh, two witnesses came. What do you want from her? So now it says shelo bereshut betin. So what is what is shelo bereshut then? It's the opposite. That must be what shelo bereshut betin must be beedim michlal deresha bereshut betin must be the resha is talking about where they shoot. Amar zeshut ubeed echad alma ed echad. Ne'eman. Okay? You see that what? That betin alad. Even though we have a problem with the Mishnah, because the Mishnah says, Ve'amru la metbalech. Ve'amru sounds like plural, but it can't be. We have to say that that amru la is... Betin is telling her in the name of the one... Right. Ve'amru la metbalech. Ve'amru la metbalech. The betin is not saying metbalech. It's one witness. But the point is we're seeing that it's clear from the Resha, even though it says Amru, it cannot be Amru, it's one witness. And the point is what? We're accepting the one witness. So therefore, if that's the case, where do we see that one witness is Ne'eman for a lady to get married? So Gibbara says, that's the, that's the first case. Utnanameh, we have a Mishnah later on. Hozaku liyot masi'in the bedin. Well, B'nai Israel has a tradition that they allow ladies to get married, al pi ed mipi ed, which normally we don't let ed mipi ed. If a witness comes along and says, I know the husband died, how do you know? Because a witness told me, somebody told me, that's called hearsay. Hearsay don't accept normally, ed mipi ed. But here we do accept it, even ed mipi ed. Not only that, the isha mipi isha. Right? Lady from a lady. Which a lady is pasul anyway, and hearsay is pasul, and they were accepting both kudot. And not only that, and even if the hearsay is coming from, and the evidence of the mamaj is a pasu. doesn't matter. Alma, Edehad, Me'eman. That's another proof that you see what? You trust. Third proof that we see. Utnan Nameh. We have a Mishnah in Kiritut. Edehad Omer Achal Tachelev. Okay, one witness comes along and says, You ate Chelev. And therefore what? You have to make a Korban Hatat. Ve'u Omer Lo Achalti. He is Machish. He says, I didn't eat it. What's the deen? It's only because he said I didn't eat, he rejected. However, but if he kept quiet, and he doesn't know what he did. So what do you see from over here? Alma Me'eman. to tell him that what? Is this considered to be Isurin? Yeah, 
Right, what's that? Yeah, he's Ne'eman to come along and say, he doesn't know what he did. So we're trusting an Edechad that's saying to make to make a hata. So we have three sources over here. We have our Mishnah, we have the Mishnah later on in Daf Kuf Chaf Bet, and we have this case in Kiritu that all show you that what that we have case where Edechad has a holding. So the Gemara says Medoraita Minalan. Where do we see Edechad Ne'eman Bisurin to gaber Torah? So the Gemara comes along and says the Tanya we have a Braita. This is talking about the Inyan of Korban Hatat. Ohoda Elav Hatato. The law is that a person can only bring a korban hatat if he has a yidi'ah. But obviously he has to have a yidi'ah at some point, because how is he bringing a korban hatat? He has to know that he did something wrong in order to bring the korban hatat. He's not a, if he doesn't know, he's not bringing korban hatat. So what do we learn from this? Oh, hoda elav hatato. doesn't say, oh, hoda lo. Hoda lo would mashma that somebody told him. It sounds like elav has to come from himself. So the Gebra Doresh. From the fact that it says elav velo shuyudiu acherim, so let's say somebody tells him, "Hey, you ate the korban hatat," and he says, oh, "I didn't eat a korban hatat." We're talking about. So therefore, if it's known from somewhere else, he will not bring a korban. It's got to be known from himself. So the Gemara says, "Oh yeah," and let's say somebody tells him that he ate korban hatat, and he doesn't deny it. Yachol patur, even if he doesn't deny it. Which means, so Saturday now he knows it. He's, he, he, the guy tells him you ate, and he's saying, oh, I, I guess I ate. He can say, it's also patur. No, it's not going to be patur. Tamud Omar, o hoda elav. Hoda means it was told to him. Don't say yada. So we have two pesukim. We have a hoda, and we have a elav. Elav teaches me if he figured it out himself. Hoda teaches me if it was told to him by even one, by even one and he accepts. So as long as he accepts, we're going to be making korban khatat. So if he says what? Mikol makom. So therefore, you see that any derech, even ayedah achirim, the pasuk is coming up to say that. Um, uh, so we have we have a stira basically in the pesukim over here. Hoda sounds like it could come from the outside. Elav sounds like it has to come from himself. Stira, how do you reconcile these pesukim? Make you make up your mind. Does it have to be from elav, or it can even come from hoda? So the Gemara says, "Echidame ilimad atutre velo kamachishla kralamali." If it were two witnesses came, how did he find out? Two witnesses came. That's it. Two witnesses came, game over. I don't need a pasuk to come along and say that if two witnesses came along and said that he ate a, uh, a korban. Uh, I don't care whether he... What, what, he, can, he, can, he cannot even... Machish. Once two witnesses come, his, 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 his counterclaim is, is worthless. Why does he belok ha-machish, even if he was machish? Hmm? No, because that, 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 that's the case that we're talking about. Belok machish. We're saying belok machish. So if they, that's it's a case of Lomachish. So therefore, if it's the case of two witnesses come along and say the guy ate, and the guy just listening over here, I need a pastor to come and tell me such a case, where, where he accepts it, and they have two witnesses, and he comes to me, they can bring a korban hatat, Ela lav, had. Ela's talking about what? No witnesses came. But only in the case where he was not machish. Again, if he was machish, that means it's not nodalo. It has to be nodalo. So what's the case of nodalo? Where somebody comes and you did it, and he says, I did it. Okay, good. So therefore, the, the art came from the outside. If the that came from two witnesses, and he says, I did it. Pashut. In that case, about where one witness came. And what are we saying over here? He has to be a korban. Shema mina that what? Edehad. Neeman. The Gemara says, wait. What? Maybe it's not the witness. Maybe it's his silence. The fact that he's silent, what does that show you? Shitika ke 
Odaah. So it's just an admission. So admission, of course, has to bring. It's nothing to do with one witness. One witness really is not believed. But he's, he's keeping quiet. That's basically saying what? I did it. And therefore, when a guy's not machish and doesn't say anything about a sin that becomes revealed to him, that already becomes uh, like he's making admission. But in our Mishnah, the lady that kept quiet over here, um, she doesn't know. The witness comes along and says, she came, she, she kept quiet. She didn't know whether it meant Malik or not. So therefore, must be you're relying on the on the uh, 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 on the Ed. Which means, how do you know the Gibran's question is again, how do you know that Ed had Ne'eman and Torah Me'esurin? Don't bring me a question from the Halef case. The Halef case can be talking about where he just kept quiet and we can explain his quiet uh, reaction to a Admission. And therefore, he's Hayav Korban because of the admission. In the case of the Mishnah, however, you can't say that. Because the Mishnah is saying, oh, it's the Ed that's giving the information. Aisha was quiet. Of course she was quiet. Why is she quiet? Because she doesn't know anything. And still we're saying what? And still we're saying, he's name out. She can get married. That's how you know. Yeah, but Bedin on one witness. Where do you see from the Torah? One witness is enough for Bedin. We have Apishnai Medim Yakum Davar. That's the last question. Where do you see one witness all of a sudden is... Uh, this is a big hadush, Edehadim. We, we, we never heard this concept of Edehadim. You need two witnesses. So with the halib, he knows? He knows that he Edehadim? He, he kept quiet. He kept quiet. Why can't you say he doesn't know also? If he keeps quiet, he doesn't well, if he know. Doesn't well, know well, the, well he, that's something that he could know. So the, uh, why, why, why would he allow witnesses, well, one witness to come along and indict him he would say I didn't need it. Maybe he doesn't know. What does that mean? Maybe he doesn't know. Mutar We have a rule. He didn't say anything, so therefore silence is an admission. But in our case with the Lutajids, she doesn't know. Correct. That's that's why it must be the Ed is doing it. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. That must be, and therefore we're back to our question: How do you know an Ed is again? The Gemara is trying to prove. How do you know an Ed is the Iman? So we said we Haydev. There's no, it's not the Ed that's proving it, it's the Shetikah that's proving it. So that's not a proof. Even though you could say the guy doesn't know. He's quiet. Shetikah, we have a rule. We have a rule of it. If I tell you you murdered somebody, guys, keeps quiet. He doesn't know if Adai he didn't. That's what Ezra's saying. He doesn't know if Adai he didn't eat. Yeah, but we interpret. Halakah interprets the Shetikah as an admission. Enough, enough, again, enough to not bring me a proof. You're telling me a proof from this case? But I am I can... bringing a proof from this case about the Shetikah. We're not, we're not. No, we're bringing a proof that it's not the Ed. It's the Shetikah. So I, 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 I'm not, we're not trying to prove Shetikah Kodah in this case. We're trying to prove how do we know Ed Ahad's Ne'eman Be'esurin? The reason why it's Ne'eman in that case is because of the Shetikah, not because of the Ed. By the way, if, if a guy comes along and says, I ate Halev, it's got nothing to do with Edim, right? It's got nothing to do with Edim. Yeah, Guess what? When a guy keeps quiet, if he's indicted, that's like he's saying, I ate Halev. Good. So that's not to do with the Ed. It's got to do with his own admission. So then we still don't have a proof that Edehad is Nehemiah. And, and, and don't tell me that our Mishnah is working with Shintika Koda, because our Mishnah is not a Shintika Koda case. Because her silence cannot say, oh, she's, she's saying that, yes, uh, I, I agree with the witness that uh, he died. What do you know? You don't know anything. So therefore, it, it's the witness that's creating the facts over here, and we're trusting the witness. And the criminal's question is back to the game. How do you know we trust the one uh, witness with the right? Good question. You know what comes along and says? Teda. The Ketani Sefer, I'll prove it to you that that's the Pshat, the Mishnah. 
by chalev, that it's working with tikkat kodaa, and not because of indehat. Because what does it say in the sefer of that bright over there? That case over there was where he was machish. Amru shnai achalta chalev. Two guys come along and say you ate chalev. Vuomei lo achalti. Patur. Hadush. He be machish even to witnesses. He be patur from a hatat. Uh, why is he patu from Hatat? Because his, 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 his contention is already enough to get him off the Rabbi Meir argues. Rabbi Meir Omer, Mechayev. Amar Rabbi Meir, Kavahomer. Im review Shnaim, Lidem Mitah Hamura, like you said, David. If two witnesses can bring a guy to, 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 to Mitah, so therefore, Lo Yibudi De Korban Akal, they can't bring him to Korban. I mean, once two witnesses say something, it's game over. When two witnesses come along and tell a guy you murdered, he can't say I didn't. He did it. Two witnesses is his game over. So that's uh, that's the Bimi'ir's logic. Amru lo, what did the rabbis tell the Bimi'ir? Uma imiritse lomar mezidaiti. Ah, he has a claim. What do you mean? He he could come along and he's not arguing with the witnesses. Right, he's not arguing with the witnesses. He could come along and say I did eat. But you're saying I ate b'shogeg, I ate b'mezid. Therefore, I'm not hayav korban. So since he has a claim that he could have said. Mezid Haiti. It's like amigo. So therefore, he's Neeman when he says, I didn't eat. Because if he wanted to get off the Hatat, go slow. But he could get off the Hatat. He had a way to get off the Hatat. If he wanted to get off the Hatat, he could have said what? Mezid Haiti. So he had a way to get off. So he's Neeman to say, Lo Achalti. In that case over there. Read the Shi on that. We have the Shi on that. He means it said, Lo Mezid Haiti. Right. The Edim can't say anything on that. He's agreeing with the Edim. I did it. But I'm just telling my Kavanah. I was busy. How do they know it was in his brain? Right. So if he has a Migul to say that if he says Because he had, a, he, had a, he, had a, he had a legal way to get off of it. Where they, we, on murder, he wouldn't have a legal out. No. He can't say because he killed. He killed Mr. Gregor, but he killed Mr. He's still killed. Right, which is, what do you see from over here? This is the Mahlokan only he's talking about where there's two witnesses. Implying what the first case is talking about, where there was one witness and nobody's arguing in the first case. The only argument between the Bibi and Hakamim is over here in the second case where there's two witnesses and the guy's contesting. Mashma. In the first case, it was not two witnesses. It was considered one witness, and everybody says he's Hayab. Why? Because he was Shoteh. And if you see what? That it's working over there, Midin Shetika Kehoda'ah. So back to the question over here is the Gemara just finishes this case. What's the reason why the Hachamim say that um, uh, the Mehayevoto, when he's not Machish, when he's not Machish, what's the case over here? Where, yeah, where you have one witness and he doesn't say anything. So we said, what? Hayav. What's the reason? So we said, Shikai Goda. So the Gibraltar says, Idima Mishum, the Meheman. Maybe you're going to tell me because he's believed. The Had is Neheman. No. Even the case where we said just now, where two witnesses came along, the Alpagab, the Kamachish Lehu, and even though uh, he's Machish and says uh, he didn't uh, do it, Inu Mehemne. The witnesses are believed. Why? Because witnesses are believed for all items, including mamonot, punishments, and all that over here, even when the guy's coming along and being mashkish, and still what? The kapati rabbanan. 
That means the rabbis are put in even in that case. Which means even when two witnesses come along and the guy's machish, even though two witnesses is a very strong item, so the Kohanah's question is then, so why when one <coughs> witness comes and the guy's machish, and I'm sorry, why when, one, when one witness comes, the guy's quiet, they're coming along and saying, guilty, guilty. But when two witnesses come, you're saying, why, and the guy's machish, you're saying, his machasha is considered a hakasha. So what, 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 what is the difference? Which means, which means, what, yeah, what, 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 what's the reason when, when, when one witness comes and he's quiet, so we come along and say he's guilty. Here, here where two witnesses came along, we got him off the hook. Where two witnesses came, we said he's off the hook. If he's machish. If he's machish. So therefore, one witness can be stricter in, in any case? How can one witness be stricter? No, no, but in the first case, he kept quiet. So therefore, if you tell me two witnesses and he's machish, we take the guy. So one witness is going to be stronger when he's quiet? What problem? There's nothing stronger than two witnesses. Two yes. witnesses, like you said, you kill a guy, mamonot, everything. And still what? When he said, I didn't do it, we throw two witnesses away. So one witness, which is, uh, we don't think anything, and he doesn't say anything, so why should I take the one witness? Because it's a different case, though. He didn't say anything. Again, if, 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 if it was Makhish, that guy, he would be off. No, no, I don't so, even need his hakasha, the Chaurah. The one witness is nothing. If two witnesses don't have standing, the Chaurah, one witness is not standing either. It, two witnesses don't have standing because he said something. But one witness shouldn't even need that far. Right. One witness shouldn't even need that far. One witness is nothing. Yeah. So what do I care? He didn't say anything because he's uh, jumping the leg, he's telling them. He said, no. The reason why it's because it's mm-hmm. That's the Gemara's answer. Which means, how can it be that in the Sefer, you tell me even when two witnesses come, there's a way you can get out of it. But in the Resha, where there's one witness, which is nothing, and the guy's stuck. Because why? His silence is interpreted as what? An admission. An admission. And that's it. So then we're back to the question. How do you know Ed, Ehad, Eman, in a regular case of Isudin? Baruch Amen.